1: Welcome into to 11 personnel, Nick Roush and Adam Luckett, getting you ready for a top 25 matchup this week between the Kentucky Wildcats and the Florida Gators. Luckett, it's an exciting time of the year. You're so excited that you're already you're already down in Florida. I'm in the Sunshine State. Yes, I am. About 90 minutes outside of Gainesville right
0: now, Mr. Roush. So, uh. Uh, The folks are buzzing down here. Florida State's 2-0. I'm in Jacksonville area, so this is big Florida, Florida State, and then a melting pot. Um, But Florida State's 2-0. Florida is going to win a national championship now. And so people are excited here in Sunshine State.
1: Well, we're excited to bring you another exciting edition of 11 Personnel brought to you this week by our friends at Eckridge. Eckridge is proud to present the $1 million challenge for teachers this 2022 college football season, Eckridge is partnering with Extra Yard for Teachers and Kroger. They're going to invite a local teacher on the field for the South Carolina-Kentucky game October 8th. These lucky teachers randomly selected will have a chance to throw a football through a target to win up to a million bucks in donations to fund local classroom projects. Nominate a teacher for a chance to throw. Just head on over to Eckridge.com. You'll find the link under the football tab. Nominate your teacher by September 28th, and enjoy some of those Eckerd's smoked sausages this fall at your tailgates. Um, lucky, it's going to be a a good tailgating day Saturday, going to be a toasty one down in Gainesville. We got the 7 p.m. kick between the Wildcats and the Gators, and uh, the test effect is in play. And I'm I'm a little worried about it because it went off. Uh, I mean, the season started with a bang with the test effect in that Florida State LSU game. Uh, it sure did. Uh, that was a
0: football game there at the end. <laughs> um, no doubt about it. We can get into Brian Kelly and all that. Tell, you want to talk about special team shenanigans, um, this is probably going to be something we'll talk about later, but they show up big. You know, They can change games. You saw Kentucky, like the, the kicking game was a strength. It turned a close game into a blowout there um, in the middle eight. And for LSU, it cost them a win early in the season. Um, So especially the kicking game, the kicking game is very, very important. Um, Playing a game like Kentucky's going to be in Saturday, where I think, Nick, if these two teams play ten times, like I believe probably eight of them will be one-possession games. I think it's going to be a very close game Saturday. Uh, Kentucky and Mark Stoops and Billy Napier both believe that stylistically they believe in a lot of the same things. So with that, you're going to see a limited possession game. Um, You're going to see a defense that wants – on both sides that wants to take away big plays first, and then you're going to see an offense that wants to establish the run and use a play-action pass game. So that that means limited chances to score, and you have to finish drives when you have a chance to finish them. So I think definitely uh, we're looking towards a close game, and that's when special teams and all that stuff can matter. That makes even a bigger deal, and – that was, I think that that has to be one of the best special teams performances we've seen from a Kentucky team in a long time. I mean, just total dominance in every facet outside of punting.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to think back to some of the McGinnis days.
0: They've never but, had a, like a returning combo like this, right? Punch. Right,
1: like it, I mean, you had Charles Walker catching all the punts, which I, right. I, I forgot he saved him a the, lot of
0: yards. Right?
1: Yeah. Somebody noted that in the press box, too, one of the uh, returns that Tavion Robinson had. He caught it at, like, the 12. Where last year, they're just losing, you know. It's, it's either going to the end zone or down to the two. Like, uh, that, that's saving them some yardage now. Um, but special teams back, Barry on Brown, huge kickoff return. He was the fastest player in college football. Collected running 22 miles an hour uh, last Saturday. Robinson had a good return. You had a delay of game where Ruffalo still banged a 50 yarder. It was really good to see that. Uh, the one, I guess the ball came off Goodfellow's foot wrong, um, on that 23 yarder, but for the most part, great special teams effort, um, versus that poor special teams effort at LSU. All right. Well, I could, you often tweet what a sport. It's one of your favorite lines. All right. Let's rank the, what a sport moments quickly from the first weekend of college football. Um, Number one special teams moment for me, it, yes, it was the LSU game. I think that's number one. But number two, the Purple Pirates just blowing that game. They had NC State that's on the college road. kickers moment. Yeah, no doubt. Gosh, I mean that 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 that's a only in college football type game, just ahead of App State, North Carolina. But, I mean, who knew North Carolina was such a yeah. Tobacco Roads a football state? Now, to me, it was
0: North Carolina at State just because of. Like, that was a cool atmosphere, in-state P5 going to in-state G5. App State scores 40 points in a quarter and loses the football game. That is like Kentucky when they ran for, what, like 500 yards against Ole Miss and all those rushing – all that, you know, the the box score against Tennessee last year when you kind of dig into it. That is one of those, like, how did you lose that game? And to even get there, like, we had a kickoff return on the onside um which got those holding minus one and a half tickets for North Carolina to cover town and then you had to survive <laughs> another two-point conversion so it was and there was a lot there like there was the against the spread aspects for the line there and then how just how absolutely bonkers that game was in the fourth quarter so to me that was number one then lSU Florida State's number two I say it every year that these Sunday games on Labor Day Weekend are just awesome to watch right. because they're just they they have Florida. a tendency to get yeah to get but to go to banana land. Um, and we went to banana land there in the fourth quarter with Florida State LSU like at three different times. I thought I thought that game was over, but there's I am here for Brian Kelly having less miles vibes at LSU to have these crazy comebacks. Um, because there was a good chunk of that game I thought they were going to win until that were that one drive i think florida state went up 24 to whatever 24 14 or whatever jordan travis made a i think it was go up 13 jordan travis made a bunch of throws off off script and it was good play calling but then they did they kept, they stormed back again just just wild um keshawn is uh, absolutely checked out i mean two catches for that guy is just ridiculous
1: I, on all fronts i love the LSU fans are – like, people are having legit takes about Brian Kelly after one game, which is comedy because this team was it's, going to stink. It's and, week
0: one. It's That's just what we do every year.
1: Well, and also the fact – like, Brian Kelly kind of got him down there and they blew the game with just special teams here, which, you know, Scott Frost, like, special teams is a reflection of your head coach, I think, to an extent. This was one game. It was a one-off. It's not the consistent. Yeah, game either. one of a tenure, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it was comedy. Um, the other one of sport moments I had like it, the backyard brawl. I mean, the emotion there, uh, the energy in that atmosphere, and then to lose. I mean, that was such a college football way to lose. Kentucky experienced it against Georgia in 2016 when Jeff Bidette just drops a touchdown into the other team's hands. This one was a more routine play where the dude just, I mean, it's hitting him in the numbers. It goes up over his shoulder in MJ Devonshire's hands, and the former cat houses it. Um, That was, whew, that was a heck of a game. And then we had replays. We had replays in that game and replays in the Purdue game, where you're like, I don't know. They called it a catch on the field. The ball moves a little, but I think it's still a catch, but they still overturned him. It It was a nutty opening weekend of college football.
0: Yeah, you just, that West Virginia game, felt like the better team lost there, or the better team on that night. Like, I think Pittsburgh's better than West Virginia, but West Virginia, I thought, deserved to kind of win that game. And so to lose it how they lost it, um, reviews weren't their best friend, obviously, Mm-mm. down the stretch of that game. That was just wild. That But that game feels like three weeks ago at this point, Nick. <laughs> like, like, that opening weekend feels long, long time ago after all this stuff happened. Like, it was one of the more entertaining, I think, opening weekends we've had in a while. I think maybe that's a sign for the, the season to come. Now, Alabama and Georgia, as of right now, look essentially light years ahead of people. Yeah. But things can change. So we have to see how all of that shakes out. But I think we're going to – we could be in for a wild season. And I think sneakily, like Kentucky, Florida, could be one of the more better matchups of this weekend. It could go down if it gets that test effect, like you're saying, to NFL potential quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It could have that effect here. So a okay, big opportunity, I think for Kentucky, uh, big opportunity for Will Levis here. Um, they've got a chance to go down there and really make it kind of a statement. Um, and it's going to be a state. People are going to take it as a statement, win or loss.
1: Either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're exactly right. There's a, this, <clears throat> this game is for the sec East. They're already, you know, even if they're already litigating it, uh, between Florida and Georgia, uh, over who's going to win the East. Um, uh, before we get to that, I did just want to point out that we do have a great slate of game. Like this sets up well for Kentucky fans who aren't making the trip because you got Texas, uh, Bama to open the day with right, South yeah. Carolina and Arkansas at the same time. Like those are going to be two really right. good games, and then we have the Johnny Majors Bowl between Pitt and Tennessee at three thirty. I've I've already bet the over because uh, those defenses, both of them, stink. We just need Keaton Slovis to to keep on building on what he did, but that um that. It's, it's a, unlike last week where fans, if you, uh, across the board, like Kentucky fans, wanting to watch a ton of college football, you kind of got your hands tied in that, that late night window, but, um, it's looking good this weekend. It's looking good this weekend.
0: Yeah. I think you even got the Friday night clash. Oh, UCF man. UCF and Louisville is a good little matchup to start the weekend after NFL
1: bills, Rams takes over the, on Thursday. The Roushes are going to be deleting some Bud lights. In Gainesville, <laughs> watching that. If you're going to Gainesville, by the way, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, we'll find some place at party. Is is Florida Doug making it down a day early? We're still deciding whether we're. Uh, my my cousins are in town. They're going down Friday. They're playing oh. golf, I believe, oh. down there somewhere. Come on, you just come on down a day early, Lockett. Uh, let's let's uh, let's watch the cards lose. I'm heavily invested in Central Florida. The 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 Golden Knights need them to come through. I'll
0: have to talk to the wife. See if I can get permission. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Have you ever done a night out in Gainesville, Nick? I don't. I've only well, been here once. I, I,
1: we drove in and drove out same day. Yeah, well, and that that that's similar to me. Where the first time I went, um, I was with Jack, who wasn't twenty one and didn't have a fake ID, so we were limited. It was he was really really cramping our style. And then the the last time I went, I actually went and watched uh, Scalzo and uh, his teammate Ojinevich. Down in Fort Lauderdale, so I, I went early. Went to Fort Lauderdale, drove up the night of uh, that drive a little bit further than I anticipated, so I didn't get into.
0: In hindsight, you might have not needed to make that trip.
1: Yeah, but you know <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, like uh, we, we I hear here. you. Um, but um, so I didn't get to make it out, and that was a night game of Saturday. So I've never yeah. never done a night out in Gainesville. Looking forward to it, um, and. I know that there aren't a lot of there can't be a lot of Central Florida fans in Gainesville, but I hope that Kentucky and Florida fans, we can all come together to just hate on Louisville's ass. Just just hate him. Hate him out of the state. That would be kind of a fun twofer though, just to go to the bounce house and then ride on up the next night. Like yeah. uh, I know I know of at least one media member who will be doing that. So hopefully he gets to watch the cards, get their teeth kicked in. Um, while we get ready for Florida-Kentucky. Wiggett, well, I do want to ask you, that, that opening night game, Florida-Utah ended up being one of the better games of the night. What did you, you learn from Florida in that that win over the Utes? What's a Ute? I think uh, Florida's offensive line was impressive,
0: specifically the interior three. They landed a transfer from Louisiana, Osiris Torrance at right guard. 6'5", 345, he's probably going to – if he's not the first guard taken, he's going to be the second or third. Like, he's going to be a top 50 pick in the draft. He's a house, and he moved some bodies there against Utah. And then I thought their, their center and left guard also played well. That was really the impressive part, that they were able to run the ball with kind of their traditional run game, with their backs as well, with – against Utah, and then the Anthony Richardson mixture thrown in. What was surprising was I didn't – wasn't a lot of big plays for Florida.
1: Um, They they
0: generated it on the ground, but they were an efficiency machine on offense. Uh, They were staying ahead of the chains. Richardson had, I believe, close to a 60% passing success rate, like a 70% rushing success rate. He was really good, but it wasn't with the explosive plays. And so that – that impressed me. And then Billy Napier is 17-3 and three in one-score games. He's got the magic when it comes to late in games. And you saw some of that magic play out. Um, in the second half, Florida, there was two separate go-to-go possessions Utah had. They got zero points on both. One was a goal line stand, I believe, in the third quarter, maybe beginning of the fourth quarter. And then the last one was that interception there to end the game. So they got – so Utah had twice where, you know, if they get any points there, it's at least going to overtime. Yeah. And um, you kick two – if they get a field goal early, if they don't go for it, kick that field goal, they're kicking – they're going for the tie there at the end. Or going, going for, the for the win. Win. win, that's yeah. what I mean, at the end. Um, so that was interesting. Florida's defense – Utah's good on offense. Like, they're balanced, but they don't have – receiver's a big question mark for Utah. Um but they have two NFL tight ends, and they'll and one of those guys had a really big game over the middle, and then they ran the ball not only with their running back Tavian Thomas, who's a good back, but Cameron Rising, um, ran it on. He had 80 yards, two carries over 20 yards. Um, now he's he, they do use him in the run game, similar to Will Levis, where it's not all the time, but they will scheme up um, to if run the ball with to. him, and he can right. run the ball. So that that is an aspect that I think Kentucky needs to uh, look at this week. And overall, I just think it was an impressive win um, by Florida, but that, it, but it's a talented, like Florida has depth questions, but that 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 depth is not really an issue in week one, week two. Um, and so everything held up for them and they just won a, you know, a 50 50 ball game to me um, there at the end and Richardson made some big plays. I mean, we've all seen the big run that was middle, gave them a middle eight touchdown, which was huge. And then mm-hmm. we've all seen the two point conversion where he, Pumps and fakes and those it out, but I think looking at Florida, like the person, the skill talent personnel just does not scare you, like it's especially not, on the
1: edges. Um, with like Justin Shorter and that, like they had the yeah, they might have had the recruiting rankings like Xavier Henderson, but it's not the, the same pop that we're accustomed to with right. Athletes. And that,
0: that's really what I'm get, getting at in this matchup, it's really. It's 15. Like, can he get 15 on the ground? That's where their big plays are going to co- come from. Um, they're going to come from him getting off script and making a big throw deep down the sideline or something. Uh, so that that is a huge aspect in this game. And I think Kentucky's defensive line, it might – behind probably Levis, it's the, probably the second biggest factor for Kentucky. that he really need that defensive line to play well because they're going up against a good old line and because um, Richardson can just take over a game with – you know, his freaky athletic traits.
1: Yeah. One other player that's got some pop to him, too. Uh, Trevor, I get him so confused. Their parents made it difficult on us. So, Trevor, ETN, ETN. Is the, youngest bro- the younger brother of Travis ETN, former Clemson, now with the Jag. Right. Five carries, 64 yards. He's got some wiggle to him. There yeah. was a couple of times where he, he just – he, he. he got, I mean, Wiggles the best way to do because he scored. Well, free, got on the outside well, and made a few big plays. I'll say about this.
0: I don't know how much we're going to see him because in their last drive, he broke off a twenty-yard run and he fumbled it just in the middle of the field, and he got damn lucky. It bounced right back into his lap. Um, typically, if you fumble like that early, they they're not going to be put itching to put you back
1: it. in. Yeah, ask Chris Rodriguez about
0: so, it. So, but he did have a couple twenty-yard runs there and showed some stuff. A Louisiana transfer Montreal Johnson is their number one running back. He had a good game, but he had a fumble early. So their backs put the ball on the turf twice. Their game one. Um, so that 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 is an issue. And if you look at Anthony Richardson's numbers from last year, now he didn't have he had zero in twenty-four throws, which was impressive. When I'm mm-hmm. talking about zero, I mean pass breakups, interceptions. Um, everyone talks about. Will Levis's interception and pass breakup last year, Richardson had a higher rate than Levis. It was obviously smaller sample size. A lot it was smaller higher. sample size, yeah. But that was that's an issue for him. That, like decision making. If you dig into his scouting profile, is something they need to see. He was good against Utah, but we'll have to see if that sticks. You know, against Kentucky. Now that they have some tape on him in a new scheme, so I'm just very it, like. Kentucky hasn't shied away. Their coaches from pretty much saying that they've been game planning for this game for a long time. Um, Rich Kangarello has addressed it. Will Levis told us on Saturday after the game that Stoops and his staff have been, you know, really preparing for this game for a while. It's
1: like, a big one. They know it. They, they know
0: it. it. They're yeah. going to be. I feel. I feel pretty good about Florida probably getting. Kentucky's best shot, if not their best, close to their best shot. And Florida is in a rat poison scenario.
1: Man, uh, the bulletin board material has been. I mean,
0: it is the most. Like true. it is the most. Like when Nick Saban talks about rat poison, this is what he was talking about.
1: Week one overreactions. Like, Week one overreaction.
0: Everywhere. They haven't. You know, they they beat a good Utah team, a team we think is good. And every I mean they're number twelve in the AP poll. It was the biggest jump in twenty years, um, from unranked to rank in the AP poll.
1: Roman Harper's
0: 16. Roman Harper's on here calling he's calling okay, we have we remember the Florida teams the last four years. After one game, he's calling Kentucky soft and that Florida's just gonna dominate them.
1: It's a dominant win. They're gonna win and they're gonna win handily. Okay. I mean, so I mean Roman Harper really doing his research.
0: Greg McElroy, who's all calling the game on Saturday, is called is comparing him like Vince Young, saying he's the most athletic quarterback, whatever. Those guys you can not have opinions. They watch ball, and I get it. But there is very much a crowning effect, and you've already seen Napier trying he's fighting. He's trying to fight against this. Yeah. He's like, you know, everybody it was a great win. Everybody wants to crown the Gators, but we've got a like a lot of crap to fix. He said that line, I think, three times. Um, and saying that they were sloppy, and then all this, like the tape was sloppy. So there's a lot that they're fighting against, but like for Kentucky, it's, I think it's a really good situation to walk into. Um, a, you look at the betting spread. I think with the Chris Rodriguez, with Matt development today, you've seen that line jump up a little more. It's up to Florida minus six at DraftKings. Yes. So you're getting close to touchdown territory there. Oh, man. Uh, everybody uh, in there – all the pub, public's going to be – or the public, or Florida's going to be one of the bigger public favorites of the weekend. Um, you look at some of the trends, they favor Kentucky – Kentucky's second FBS game, Nick, typically they play really well in this spot. Um, that's when they've upset Carolina twice on the road. They took Florida to triple overtime in 2014. 2018, they went down to the swamp and won. It's typically, or then last year they beat Missouri at home. It's typically one of the better games Kentucky plays every year. And so you, you add all that together with Florida maybe taking us like, And there's another thing. If Utah and Kentucky are who we think they are, both top 20 teams, unless you're a national title contender, which I don't think Florida is.
1: It's hard to do back-to-back. It's hard
0: to do back-to-back to to win two two big games like that back-to-back in this sport. It just is. I just think there's a lot of things like in well, Kentucky, it, favor Florida,
1: going in. And I, I'm feeling Florida did this last year, right? The Bama game, everybody yeah. was ready to crown them because they lost yeah. close to Bama. They played well in well, that game. This and time the last Reels year, it, two weeks later. it
0: was Florida was the East. The bet, like people wanted, like people were trying, like they weren't on the Georgia train yet because Kirby had failed, falling on it, on his face. Yep. Dan Mullen was the new thing. They had just won the East. They had just taken four, or Alabama. To the finish line at the SEC championship game in a shootout. And people thought, you know, that then they saw that Florida went and ran all these yards and Bama lost another close game. Um, they were given, you know, they were giving them a lot of points. They're mulling a lot of points for losing close. And then things fall apart. Now, this is different. Neighbors, it's a totally different situation uh, with what he's going through. But like, I just, I think it's more likely that Florida comes out and lays an egg than it is that they play one of their best games of the season again on Saturday. I really do. And so mm-hmm. we'll see what that looks like, uh, but I think if you follow the trend lines and Kentucky plays one of their better games, they're going to they're going to win the football game on Saturday. I, I, that's mm-hmm. where that's my, my my mind. of thought is, it wasn't like that on Monday after I first watched the Florida tape, um, because I kind of you know you see the Richardson highlights and you see kind of the efficiency numbers, um, but what you can go when I dug deeper into the game, you saw some they got some real bounces um, in that game, and then you go back to. You can't get too far off what your preseason expectations were for these teams after four quarters of football. You just can't. You just got – you have to believe in your off-season work. And your, my off work told me I thought Kentucky was better than Florida. It – it, that was with Chris Rodriguez. So that, that hurts. If Kentucky had Rodriguez, I would be –
1: Hammering, yeah. yeah, yeah, even pretty feeling close.
0: I, I think yeah. Kentucky's got a great chance to win the game. You just don't know. Um, it's going to come down to three uh, scenarios to me. I think, but I think it's We're, a great
1: spot for Kentucky. I really do. Overall, we'll get into those scenarios in a minute. I'm really glad that you mentioned that the line is creeping up towards the touchdown. I was waiting um, because I knew I knew the public would be on it even more, waiting for it to go up before putting some money on coin on the cats. And you can do that. By playing with our friends at MyBookie. Uh, MyBookie is the best place to play all season long. And, you know, winning season in the NFL, it starts tomorrow night with the Bills Rams kickoff. Whether you're first time better or a vet, MyBookie gets you the most money for your bucks with a double deposit it's a bonus. It's quick and easy. $250 deposit puts $500 in your account. You can use those funds instantly on as many games, contests, and props as you want. Claim your bonus. Register today. Use promo code Personnel, designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. Whether you're betting team win totals before it all kicks off, the Super Bowl winner, or you're hammering the Cats money line, bet at my bookie. Promo code Personnel to double your deposit today. I know they got some fun props in there too, like it. And some of those Will Levis ones uh, might be tasty. Um, I want to get into this quarterback battle, but you mentioned some trends, right? And I I had to go back. I looked at the last two games that Kentucky won against Florida. It's great that we live in a world now where we have trends and Kentucky wins over Florida. This is a new development in, in the world of prognosticating. And if you remember, the offense was crap. Last year, it was bad. Liam Cohen was like, vi- like trying not to be visibly angry after the game because they were just horrendous. Yeah. One of nine on third downs. So, just,
0: but it was a total opposite of their season because they
1: were awesome on third down. Yeah. Throughout the game, just put them in a pretzel. But if you do go back, I mean, both of those wins, defense played a significant role, not only just overall, but in the red zone. 16 points or less in both wins over Florida. The turnover margin was even. They they didn't what they didn't shoot themselves in the foot too much. Um, I think Terry Wilson had like a pick going into halftime, and then you had that late pick or the late scoop and score um, to end the game down there. But it was even, so there wasn't a lot of just coughing the ball up to the other team. But my big, my whole, everything in the, in this game in my mind rides on the red zone, and yeah, 2021. Florida was one of three on touchdowns. You got they kicked a field goal. They had to settle for a field goal early on, and then you got the end of game stop that ended it all. In eighteen, at one point, Florida punted the football in the UK thirty-four. They, when they were in scoring territory, Kentucky bowed up. They were uh, Florida was two of four on touchdowns. They had a field goal make, and they had a field goal miss, and that miss was huge. It changed the way that they had to play the game Um, uh, this game starts and stops in the red zone and right now Florida has are like is if you want to compare um, Anthony Richardson to somebody anybody you can do that with some of those big guys like you can say he does things like Newton and Tebow did in the red zone because he yeah. was automatic down there. He, he did not get sacked at all and he was really hard to tackle. he could extend plays and when you extend plays in the red zone dudes just get end up wide open for a quick little pass. Kentucky, on the other hand, they do not have their red zone money-making machine in Chris Rodriguez. And that Mm -hmm. showed. That showed in week one. Uh, They couldn't just hand it to him to bowl ahead for four or five yards. Uh, Instead, you you had the interception at the two-yard line. You had to settle for a field goal after a, a review overturned a Tavion Robinson catch. The red zone, how Kentucky can or can't stop and how successful they are in offense. That That's really, I think, where this game is settled, it. And yeah. as you alluded to earlier with Utah, Utah couldn't get it done in the red zone last week. Florida did.
0: Yeah, I think it's of note here. Florida was 9-13 on third and fourth down. They went for it twice on fourth down and got it. That was a big part of them winning the game. Uh, remember last year, Dan Mullen didn't roll the dice on some early fourth downs, um, decided to punt. Or and he probably should have went for it. That was a win for Kentucky. So that's something to keep in mind here. But for me, it's three factors, and the team that wins all, goes at least two and one here or three and all in these factors, is going to win the game.
1: I love too, like it that we did zero collaboration, and yet we both came up with our own segments before the show. Like we're just being pros, pros out here today.
0: Yeah, it's just we just chemistry. Got it. Some people, <laughs> some people do, and some people don't. It's this is what it is. Finishing drives. For me, Nick, not necessarily the red zone, but I talk about this all the time. Points per scoring opportunity, get inside your opponent's 40. Like, that is where college football is played to me. Like, that's where games are won. Kentucky can do themselves a bunch of favors if they can hit on, like, a 27-yard touchdown pass. They get hit on a 32-yard touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. Break a run down there um, to get in the low red zone. So maybe you're not having to get two first downs and get a touchdown in the red zone. I think whoever – that's going to be a big part of this game because we know if Florida gets in the low red zone, they're just going to be tough to stop there with Anthony Richardson. Um, so that's, that's, you know, so Kentucky is going to have to find a way to win there and they're going to have to find a way to get a stop there with Florida when it's fourth and three at the UK 33 and they're rolling the dice, they got to get a stop. Um, so have, managing that the middle, middle eight is going to be huge in this game. Limited oh, possession eight. game. There it is. Get, both teams are going to have probably 10 possessions and so you're going to whoever like the toss is huge like what like whoever look, can win the toss in the first is going to get the double dip possession into the second quarter beginning of the third. And so winning that is going to And whoever loses the toss like playing that to draw is going to be huge. Um and then finally the last one's turnovers. Uh, I, I talked about it earlier both these quarterbacks have had turnover issues. Whoever can force a big mistake from the other quarterback or two or get a fumble and recover on uh recover it we saw Florida's backs put the ball on the ground last week. Um, they'll, they'll, that, that's where the game's going to come down to. Um, whoever wins two of those three factors, is, or all three of those factors, is going to win the football game.
1: Yeah, and particularly turnovers. You, I mean, sometimes it, it's a uh, wall of averages. So hopefully that's the case for Anthony Richardson this week, um, and he yep. comes down yeah. to earth a little bit um one other point i want to make about will levis you know the I, I we're going to get in that press box we're going to look at the seating chart and there's going to be scouts for all 32 nfl teams there they're going to be looking at these quarterbacks dissecting every play thinking will Levis's mind, he we're going to be talking about that in his mind i bet he's thinking about the way he played last year he's bad yeah i'm sure that's
0: a motive the motivation yeah. Uh, there's a lot of motivation on the Kentucky side uh, in a weird way um, because they just beat Florida last year. But there's there's just a lot, there's a lot there you know, that, that coaches are using. That's why, like, Mark Stoops talked about, like, he didn't feel like his team was ready. Yeah. Uh, that was also kind of a message to me, like, we weren't ready, but we're going to be ready for Saturday. Um, and so, like, I, I'm, I'm just very excited to see this game. I think it's got all the ingredients to be a real fun one.
1: Well, and, and here's the other part too. Will Levis, you uh, this is this is what you've been training for, right? Yep, yeah. Like this is this is this is the moment. Moments haven't been too big for him. There's no doubt about it. And in fact, I think he actually does better when the pressure is cranked up a little bit. This is how you you show the tools early on. This is how you put out the tape that gets NFL Draft Scouts to say, this guy's worth the hype. This is when he becomes, I mean, he, he, he's become more popularized over the last year. But this is where you can become a household name by showing out on ESPN at Florida and going and getting a big win for Kentucky. You're down a bunch of running backs. Ramon Jefferson out for the year, torn ACL. Um, you know, Jaton McClain week to week. Lavelle Wright was slow to go. They, they kind of wanted to take it easy on him in week one because he's been dealing with a hamstring. Um, Will Evans, it might be time to lower that shoulder. Go, go, run for a few yards, son. Yeah, it's the game to unleash your quarterback. Um, Like Kentucky's
0: got a lot of this season. It's just on seven. Like it's just on him. Like (laughs) he's got to be. Kentucky has bet on him, Um, and they're riding him. They're riding the horse, and so he's got. Like you're only going to go as far as he can take you. To go and win these big games, he's got to be the playmaker for you. And without Chris Rodriguez, it just puts more pressure on him this week. And, like, I'm excited to see what it is because you're right. This all-off season, all this, all that, like, this is what it's for. It's for these games, these moments. These are what separates. Like, for my prospect, this is what's going to help separating from the rest of the pack. And for Kentucky as a team, we all know what the team goal is this year. It's to host Georgia on November 19th for an SEC East title. Um, to get to that, you're gonna have to win some big games, and you're gonna have to win some big games away from home. Specifically, you're gonna have to win two of these three big row games against top 25 teams: Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Um, you get, and I, I think you're getting Florida in a great spot because of off the off the win, off all this hype. You're sneaking in as the, the underdog again. You've got, I think, a lot of factors going your way. I think you match up well with Florida. It's a game where you need to go play well, and you need to go. A win, and I think it's a bit—it's a big moment for Levis. Um, He—he's going to need some help. Um, they're going to have to figure out some protection. Mainly communication is going to be big. Um are there in you know a crowd, you know, a, and it's going to be a sellout—sellout sellout crowd in the swamp. It's going to be the first Kentucky game that's a sellout there, Nick, in probably quite a while. Um, yeah, usually, yeah. Kentucky goes down there, and it's not a game people are buzzing for. They're going to be buzzing for this one. So communication on the front is going to be key, and. Rich Gangarello this week. It's also a big moment for him, I think. Uh, I think Kentucky's defense is going to have a plan for Anthony Richardson. They're going to slow him down. He's not going to go crazy. Um, and they're going to hold Florida to enough to win the game. It's up to Kentucky to go with offense to go to go win it. Um, and so Rich Gangarello, finding – scheming stuff up in the run game um, to steal some yards there and then setting his quarterback up uh, to make plays, I think. For those two guys, it's got, a lot of it, it comes down to them. Um, so very excited to see uh, what they've been cooking up in the lab and see what they put out
1: there itself. The, the simple way to break down this game is which quarterbacks better. And while that is true, a lot of that is predicated on what the Kentucky defense does. And I mentioned that number earlier, holding them to 16 points or less in the last two wins. Kentucky's even showed me a lot without playing – without bringing their best effort particularly yeah. on the defensive line, line yeah that's good to, to me i mean but to 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 see the secondary takeaway vertical shots i thought the linebackers really fit the run game well um nothing came easy aside from that one long touchdown run on the first drive uh but uh, if you can get more out of that defensive line and if you can get jj weaver to once again step up and make big plays. There's something about this game, lucky. He loves it. I mean, yeah. he was thriving against Kyle. He was going toe-to-toe with Kyle Pitts when he tore his ACL as a freshman. He comes back last year, probably shouldn't even be playing, right? Goes and gets a pick, makes a big play. In week one, we saw a strip sack, but nobody was there to recover it. It kind of – the ball bounced right back to Gabbert or mm-hmm. to you know, the offensive lineman. He blocks a punt. Weaver – can be the disruptor, the playmaker that Josh Allen was. Not as on a consistent basis because Josh Allen's a college football Hall of Famer, um, best player in college football that year. But he can make those kinds of plays. You need to have somebody make those kinds of plays against a guy that's hard to freaking tackle, right? You need to have somebody like J.J. Weaver just to bring Richardson down. He got sacked zero times last week. Make him feel those hits. That's a big dude. You got to deliver the low blows. Um, and Kentucky's got to make him feel that physicality that the defense is going to bring this week. Yeah. When you talk about Weaver,
0: he's also huge because it's Wednesday. And we don't know if Jordan Wright's playing or not. Yeah. And so those two dudes are your habit creators on defense. Like mm-hmm. Big plays are going to come from those guys. I mean, you're without one, so you need Weaver to pick up the slack. I thought he did. He got a few pressures, forced sack fumble, thought he played well. Last week against Miami, now this is a different caliber. Uh, but if you look at Flora's weaknesses on the offensive line, it's at tackle. Um, so if you can get – like the key in this situation, right, is to make Anthony Richardson play within structure. You want to keep him in the pocket. You want to make him go through progressions and make throws. And if he does that, you're going to live with it, whatever the results are. Uh, but against a zone defense, that's what you want to make him do. Um and then you're going to take your chances if he makes a bad read or whatnot. Um, but if you can get pressure, that that just enhances your chance for success. I think Weaver is going to be a huge part of that pressure package for Kentucky. And one thing you didn't really see last week, Nick from Kentucky, is their their creeper and simulated pressure package. Um, what I'm talking about there is where you bring a linebacker and drop a defensive lineman. Yeah, they were pretty vanilla last week. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna that's gonna be a bit that's a big part of their rush package. Um, Because that allows them to get pressure looks in a variety of ways, but you're dropping – you're still only bringing four. Now, you have to be careful with those um, because gap control, uh, especially this week.
1: With the rushing quarterback, right. But
0: some of these linebacker delay blitzes and stuff like that are going to be – that's going to be a big factor this week. Trevor Wallace
1: is going to be back. Especially to get
0: some quick, easy pressure on Richardson uh, with one of your better athletes um, running after him. So that that's something to keep in mind. But I have – well, White's going to have a plan here. Uh, they're going to be ready for this game on defense. I have very little doubt of that. I think the one thing I would be worried about is like Rodgers and Ox going up against some of these double teams against that big forward offensive line and getting allowing too much movement. They allowed movement last week. Um, I, I caught myself thinking I wonder if what Ox lost too much weight because we didn't see the playmaking that you were hoping to see, and he got moved. Rodgers gave up too much ground. Um, but the good thing for Kentucky is they're deep on that DL. And one thing Utah wasn't, they weren't real deep on their defensive line. And so Utah was worn the hell out in the fourth quarter. In Florida, their last two drives went for touchdowns just because, in part, Utah was so worn down on the defensive front. Kentucky's going to be able to stay fresh on that defensive front because of their depth. Um, so that's going to be big when we get into that fourth quarter and it comes time to key stop.
1: I want to ask you quickly on two areas of concern uh, that Kentucky fans are having right now. And then that is at running back and on the offensive line, because there's no denying that uh, Will Levis took some lumps uh, early on in pass protection with David Wallaball in their left tackle. Kenneth Horsey has kicked out the left tackle. Um, it's pretty clear like it that this was. Always an option, one that they were preparing to potentially roll out throughout fall camp. And I, I think they just wanted to test wallaball, see what he could do. Maybe also not show um tape of horsey as well. You know, this could be Kentucky feeding forward to some rat poison. <laughs> um but gamesmanship here by Rich Kingrill. Is it, that it what you could saying? it could be? Can Kentucky win this game without effectively running the ball like they did last week?
0: No, but I don't think they have to run it, ramrod it down their throat. Like, if you get – like, to me, like, if you can get to 130 yards, I think it's going to be good enough to potentially win the game. Because um, I think – you, you, Levis has to play well to win this game, and if he's playing well, that means he's going to throw the ball around a little bit. Um, and if he's doing that, you don't need a lot from that run game. Um, I, when I talk about Rich Gangarello scheming it up, I want to see what he does – like we didn't see much wide zone last week. Like I'd have to think that's coming. Mm-hmm. Well, how, well, how it create how creative he gets in the run game with some different looks. Like I think getting Barry and Brown involved in the run game, getting yeah. Kavion involved on right. like some quick hitter hit jet sweep type actions is going to be something they go to. And then obviously Levis. I think you're going to see some Q run in there. So there's going to be some stuff that Florida doesn't really have. That they're going to have to defend, and if Kentucky can sneak some stuff by them early in the game, that could see um, by by time down. And another thing, like this, Florida pass rush is not super scary. Now
1: Brent Cox is good. Brenton Cox is good,
0: but I'm I'm more afraid of Brenton Cox against in the, in the run game than I am him rushing the passer. That's where most of his havoc production comes from is defending the run. And then the rest of the front is just, like, they got Desmond Watson is a 430-pound nose tackle that's playing a lot of snaps for them, Nick. He's not giving them much in the pass rush. Yeah, uh, um, they, They've got some other pieces. Like, this is the one position where Florida's just light. Um, they're playing a couple freshmen, you know, and the, the defensive line wasn't great against Utah um, other than Cox. And so, you know, what does that look like? Now, expectation for Florida, they're going to run some of that twist game. Um, That gave Kentucky trouble, so Kentucky's going to have to be ready for that. If they can be ready for that, I think they have a chance to hold up surprisingly well, but what we've seen from the O-line, you know, you got to think that Florida's going to get some pressures, and Levis is going to have to stand in there, take it in the chin, and make some throws, but he did that last week, and he proved last year that he was capable of doing that. So, um, like, we get back to – here we are. We're back to talking about seven, right? Like, we start off talking about the run game, we get back to Levis. That's really kind of just –
1: how, How this game's going to go, go. Yeah. right? Well, and my my big thing, I just want the run game, particularly early on, to be respectable enough that they have to honor yeah. the. Play it's an, it's an NFL like, game,
0: and what I mean by this is, it's you're not going to win it with your run game, but you got to have something from your run game. Like yeah. you got to have you got to establish it so it's a little it's a threat to
1: help open up your throw. Game. I mean, just to hold that rushing linebacker for a second to give Levis a head start on his bootleg. You know what I mean? Like, that—that that is where he ran into too much trouble in week one because Miami was just like, ah, we're, we're fine. We don't need to sell out for the run because they're not going to bust anything. If you can somehow generate an explosive from smoke early on or you get some some big successful runs yeah. from Lavelle right, like, the, well, that, you can, can,
0: you that can, can change a,
1: the, the dynamic of the passing game. If a nickel's going to come down that hard and play like that, there's ways to beat
0: that. You just need to have – You need to hit a little. You have to have a little shallower out there, so they have to cover it. I think that was in those boots, or just a tight end, right? Even if it's not a guy you're going to really want to throw to, just to keep that guy um, respectable. So there's ways to counter counteract that, and I think Scanarella and all them will fix that. But yeah, you're right. You got to just got to find ways to make Levis's life easier and getting more efficiency in the run game is way to do it. Not only that, like. They got zero rushes over ten yards on Saturday,
1: Nick. That's crazy. I mean, that's yeah. It was the worst rushing performance I can ever recall. Like, by Kentucky, dumb luck, they're gonna. Kentucky football team. By,
0: by dumb luck, they're probably gonna get a ten-plus yard carry in the first five attempts of the game. Like, it's well, just, even
1: just by Levis running Right. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, that that's something they got to figure out. But again, I think dig into this game. I think Kentucky matches up well. Another thing here, Nick, um, Jason Marshall. It's one of their starting cornerbacks, a five-star prospect from Miami. He's starting one spot. He had a camp injury, but he's a solid player. Um, but their other corner, that's a weak spot for Florida. They don't have a lot of depth. Georgia transfer Jalen Kimber's playing a little bit. Both those guys, Nick, are smaller corners. And so you worry about, like, Dan Key physically matching up with people. Um, that's not an issue this week. Barry and Brown mm-hmm. physically matching up with Jams. I don't think it's an issue going against these guys opposite Jason Marshall. I yep. think it's a good matchup for your freshmen. And so what can you do to get them? And mainly what can you do to get the Barry and Brown, the ball in space, because he's kind of the zone buster. Because um, if they're going to play too high zone, he's a guy catching in the middle can split the safeties and score a touchdown. Um, so that is, that's another big factor. Yeah. Um, with it. So mm-hmm. it really, it's like the, it's a Richard will show. What can they provide? You because I think I know what I'm getting from the defense of Brad White It's just what we get from the offense on Saturday. Well,
1: in particular against a guy's experience is trading uh, Stoops kind of alluded to it, but it feels like that dude's been playing there forever, and yeah. he's just a smart player, not going to get beat deep. I don't think you're going to have a lot of beaters. I know um, we had that that shot called from Levis to Brown last week where it was bad snap and he didn't really get it off, but I you know. As fast as Barry and Brown is uh, trying to beat them over to the top is not the way to go. But you are really successful at running those uh, in cutting routes, right? Like that—that that like twelve yard square feels like the Dane Key special, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if you've got Robinson going underneath it or just pulling those safeties out top, that can turn into a big play. And when you're playing that too high look, you want to have guys who are good yard after catch receivers. Well, you got them. You got them. Yeah, and you've got a bunch of tight ends where you didn't see a lot of them. I know most of us are disappointed. Isaiah Cummings dropped that touchdown pass, but th- they've also got more to to offer than yeah. what I think we saw in week one.
0: Yeah, I'm just excited to see because it could be coach speak, but I do think there was not they were holding some stuff back. I mean, we've yeah, seen, but the, they We've, be. we've seen the stoops, we've yeah. seen the stoop's blueprint in these yeah. game in these early season games. I mean, they look like absolute crap in 2018. Turning the ball, uh, fumbling the ball over themselves in Central Michigan. Terry Wilson throwing interceptions, and um, the defense, you know, didn't look all that great. And then they go down there and just stuff Florida in a locker. And so we've seen them do this early, early in seasons, and even when they they don't have the better team, they go down there and really play well. I just think they're, you're going to get one of Kentucky's best shots of the season. At least, what's what the history tells us. And I'm just. Excited to see what we get from Gangarello and Levis.
1: Well, look, at, we're, we're nearing the end. You sound much more optimistic than most. Um, and, I, and I can – even the last time we talked on these YouTube airwaves, which if you haven't subscribed to us already on YouTube, go ahead and smash that button now. Are you ultimately going to predict a Wildcat win down in the swamp over the Gators? The first – Back-to-back wins for Kentucky over Florida since seventy-six and seventy-seven.
0: Yeah, I, I'm in that can. Oh, when we write our KSR predictions this weekend, I'll have Kentucky as a winner, a one-possession winner. Um, I think this is going to be a one-possession game either way. Nick Napier seventeen and three, um, but Stoops has a pretty damn good record too in one-score games. Yeah, I believe he's twenty and nine since 2016. So, but these are both teams that are going to be comfortable. Playing that way, I think there's gonna there's either going to be a turnover or a special teams play that's huge in this game. And so we'll see who wins wins out. Um, I, like I said, I just think there's a lot – there's a lot breaking in Kentucky's favor in this matchup. It, the way they beat Utah was just really kind of perfect from Kentucky's aspect, right? I mean, Feinbaum – like, Stoops is going on Feinbaum today, and he's not going to say – he's going to do the old word salad, you know, talk how good Anthony Richardson is. Probably throw yep. more. Anthony Richard send hype out there. Yep. Um, you know, you know, you're going to get the, like the whole, you're going to get the picture of game day, right? Yeah. Florida, 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 Florida. <laughs> and you know the UK media teams Maybe got Kirk, is, Kirk might might throw stoops. A yeah, ball I don't know, man. I don't
1: know. They people are on this. They are 50, or All right. They Kool Aid. He dropped. He dropped the fifteen, yeah. which I think is probably timely. Um, and so, considering everything you know, they well. have
0: receipts over there in the Joe Craft football training facility, you know, you know, and there's just there is some big time confidence. Um, we could go back to the cow fight. Right. But even this week, even Stoops this week was. He seems like he's feeling pretty good. Still about business what as had.
1: usual. Stoops. Right. Yeah. Right. and And I think a lot of, you know, we all have our dumb fan brain takes where i mean i was thinking the same thing when i first watched the condensed florida utah game where you're just like because i think the biggest surprise for me i was in the camp going into the season that i wanted florida to get demoralized by utah because i just didn't think that they had the i, I didn't think they had it in them to play against a physical yeah. team like you see they would have been a
0: wounded animal though if that had happened they're not a wounded animal right right, they, right. they're so they're, I, they're they're out there with King Louie eating grapes in the Jungle Book, uh, like they're just they're just <laughs> hanging out. And so, like Kentucky, it's just a good it's a good spot for them to come in here, and especially with you know, like Kentucky's offensive line. I said they heard about how they stink all week, you know, yeah. Yeah. and they they feed it off that in the past. We'll see. It's a different group, different coach, all that. It's person. It's kind of a it's a statement game either way for Will Levis. Even if you know there's going to be takes we have to read both ways from this game some will probably give off
1: yeah yeah
0: and so for him it's a huge game and for Kentucky to get to where they want to get to it's a big game and if you win this game nick it just sets the tape like it sets the table here going into this old mist trip you know you got two games at home you should win you got time to figure out the kinks you know we think we'll have rodriguez back by that point we don't know mm-hmm. uh, and so it just sets the table for the rest of the season like you can and Kentucky, the two big years they had 2018-2021, it was buoyed by early season wins the Florida. The year
1: was like that yeah. really got things rolling. Gets the momentum in. going. Football's a momentum and so sport. it's a huge from that aspect. Yeah. Um I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to going down to Gainesville. Um, there's a buzz in the air. There's gonna be a confidence with Florida and it's a different kind of confidence too, like where it's not the it's not the Tennessee we don't respect you confidence that you normally get. That you get from a lot of teams like Tennessee and Florida, they have that sort of. By it's God, not, it's we're going to.
0: They're not even talking about it. It's not, yeah, yeah. We're going
1: the to them this week. Like, watch yeah. out, Kirby. Like, you you want to change the cocktail party? By God, we'll we'll change it for you. because We're going to start kicking your ass. It's so, about it's about I, we I, got I, a
0: top ten win. We're ranked number twelve. What do we have to do to play Georgia for these? That is what is in the Florida psyche this week. So, good. I mean, it just opened an avenue. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to win, but I don't think from a situational standpoint you could walk into a better type of matchup. And, like I said, back to the beginning, playing two teams this caliber, and if you're not a national title contender, it's hard to win these games. And the rat poison is bountiful
1: here in Gainesville. Mm, We're going to be scarfing it down. Hopefully the Gators drown in it. On Saturday night, Luckett and I will both be in Gainesville. Um, TBD for Luckett on Friday night. Taylor, just let him go. <laughs> come on.
0: She's right come here. On, should man. we come? Should we come over and ask her?
1: Yeah. T- Taylor, just let him go. Oika a superstar. You gotta, <laughs> he's a peacock. You gotta let him fly. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate y'all listening, tuning in, subscribing on YouTube. Big shout outs to our friends at Eckridge and my bookie. Use that promo code personnel to double your initial deposit. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll have some more exciting action to bring to you from the Swamp Saturday night. Until then, for Adam Lockett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats! And-